second grade teacher was preparing her second grade class uh, to teach her class about magnets and to, uh, about, their, about the magnetic force and the poles and all these things. So the second grade teacher, she walked around her classroom and was sprinkling paper clips on the desks of her students. And so as she did that, then she started walking around the class with a magnet. And she began to pick up paper clips off of the students' desks. And she said, all right, students, today we're going to teach you about something new. It starts with the letter M. It has six letters, and it can pick things up. And the class was, you could see them counting letters, and she says, so she says it again. I start with the letter M. I have six letters, and I pick things up. And little Johnny, he said, ooh, ooh, I know. He counted real quick. He says, mother. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, moms, for picking up after ourselves, after us. And uh, so, again, I just want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all of our moms and uh, understanding that Mother's Day is a great day of celebration for all of our moms and and for, for some, Mother's Day is sometimes just a day where we might miss our mom or a day of sorrow for those that, um, that Mother's Day is a difficult day. But today on Mother's Day, we really want to recognize and encourage all ladies and, uh, and thank you for your strength. Because how many of you know that there, I, don't, I know for me, there are people in my life that they are not a mother biologically, but they have been a mother to me. And, and that is what's beautiful about, about the church of Jesus is where the giftings of people come alive and, and, we, and it's like one big family. And there are, there, I've seen through my 15 years of ministry, I've seen mothers that mother people in the church and uh, I'm so thankful. Come on, aren't you thankful for mom today? Can we, just, can we just say thank you to all of the moms, all the ladies of our church in church over the years, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, Proverbs 31, this is what it says. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Proverbs 31 can sometimes for women feel like a checklist of impossible standards to live up to. And today, um, uh, but, but today I want to, uh, I want every woman to shed the burden of the checklist to be perfect, but really embrace your highest title and so uh, if, I, if I could so boldly ask, if, if I could have every lady, every lady, would you stand today, right where you are, every lady, whether you're a mother, a grandmother, you're not a mother, every lady, stand to your feet. How awesome is that? Come on, man, can we celebrate these ladies? Come on, man, you can do better than that. Come on, man. Bless you, thank you. Now, remain sta standing, uh, ladies, because uh, ladies, today uh, I have 
a message for you that I really want you to grasp, and that is that today, uh, the title of my message is Dangerous Daughters. <laughs> Dangerous Daughters. And so, so uh, real quick, I want, you to, I, want to help, I want you to help me preach this for a second, ladies, because I know, I know how great you are, but I want you to repeat after me, I am a daughter of God, and I am dangerous to the enemy. Come on, ladies, now, come on, embrace that, and repeat after me, I am a daughter of God, and I am dangerous to the enemy. Yeah, come on, give yourselves a round of applause. All right, you can be seated. Thank you. Daughters and dangerous daughters. There's some dangerous daughters in the house today because they are dangerous to the enemy. Powerful daughters of God. I mean, I mean think of some of the daughters of God in the scriptures I think of Rahab. Rahab had a past. Rahab, her name became synonymous with her sin. Because whenever we talk about Rahab, we talk about Rahab the the prostitute or the harlot. Her name became synonymous with her sin. So she had a past, but she found hope and love in God and hid the Israelite spies in Jericho, and her heart shifted. God spared her and uh, redeemed her and redefined her, that she found her daughter's identity, her, her I'm a daughter of God identity, and she became dangerous to the enemy. And Rahab, in that, with that shift of her heart, became a part of Jesus' story, and now, when you read Matthew chapter 1, it's invigorating reading. It's the genealogy of Jesus. There's only a few women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Now, typically, they would never name women in genealogies. But in Jesus' genealogy, they name a few women. And the reason they do that is if they put a woman in the, the genealogy, what they're telling you is you need to go read their story And so Rahab, the harlot, the prostitute, she has this heart shift. God rescues her. She she gives her life to God, and she became a, a great, 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 great relative to Jesus. And his genealogy tells us, go read her story. She's a dangerous daughter, dude. She is. She refused to allow her past mistakes, her past failures, or the sin of her life, define her life. And that's what dangerous daughters do. Dangerous daughters say, yeah, I may have messed up, but it's not going to define me because I am a daughter of God and I am dangerous to the enemy. And the enemy may trick you up and the enemy may, may make you stumble because he just doesn't want you to know who your daddy is. <laughs> I'm a daughter of God, and I am dangerous to the enemy. So she took her story back. She reset her purpose, and she was one dangerous daughter. I think about Ruth. Ruth was an unmarried and, and a widow in the book of Ruth. 
And Ruth thought her title was a wife. But then her husband died. And now who am I? How many times have we placed our identity on, on a title or, or, or a name and then somehow something came along and ripped that out from, from under us? You know, maybe, and, and I, I see pastors struggle with this. Pastors made their title pastor. But then, when they're not a pastor, they don't know who they are. Well, Ruth, her name was, her title was wife. Her husband died. She didn't know who she was. But then she remembered, before I was ever a wife, before I was ever a, a CEO, before I was ever a business owner, before I was ever a daughter, I was first a daughter of God. And, and, and Ruth, her, her mother-in-law reminded her, no, no, listen, I know you're, you're, you're a widow. I know that you're mourning, but you're a daughter of God. And a daughter of God is a daughter with purpose and a future. And that's when Ruth became dangerous. She fought for God's promises, refused to let her loss and tragedy and suffering uh, and pain keep her from God's blessing and future. She took back promises, reclaimed her story, and she became a dangerous daughter. Esther, Esther was very young. Esther was a young Jewish girl living in a Jewish-hating culture. The previous queen was removed for disobeying the king. And a tyrannical king like that, you don't really want around. And then he asked Esther to be his king. And so Esther was selected by the king to become the king's new compliant queen. Maybe thinking because she was young that he could rule over her and control her. But Esther found herself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Hatred ruled the kingdom. Jewish people, her own people, were, were about to be destroyed. And Esther then decided to claim her I am a daughter of God identity and respectfully she stood up for truth and turned the heart of the king to ultimately save her people. And Esther refused to let other people's opinions keep her from standing for what is right. And that's what dangerous daughters can do. Dangerous daughters of God will stand for what is right even though the haters are loud. Dangerous daughters do what is right. And she too was a dangerous daughter of God. Hannah was actually childless. Hannah was a godly woman, desperate to be a mom. She had a promise from God that she would be a mother, but she was still waiting. And in the pain of waiting, she was ridiculed and picked on, looked down on, but she chose to keep God first. And Hannah refused to let her promise become her purpose. God gave her a son, Samuel, and she dedicated and surrendered him to God's service. She knew she was a daughter of God, she prayed like she was a daughter of God. 
She mothered like she was a daughter of God. She sacrificed like she was a daughter of God. And it's because that is what dangerous daughters do. Hannah was a dangerous daughter. And, and for you too, mothers, ladies, dangerous daughters of God, before your title of mom, before your title of caregiver, before your title of your career, you're a daughter of God. And when the daughters of God pray like they're a daughter of God, and they work like they're a daughter of God, and they serve like they're a daughter of God, you are dangerous to the enemy. And we got some dangerous girls up in this church. You make your father proud. So we know these stories of these women and so many more in the Bible, but not because they are qualified or they check off the Proverbs 31 list, because if you remember, Rahab was a harlot. She had a past. Ruth was countryless. She was poor and a widow. Esther was a young girl with no experience or qualifications to become queen. Hannah was child, a childless woman desperately longing to be a mother. Much like the story of David being anointed, anointed as king, God saw inside of each of these women. He knew there was strength. He knew there was dignity. He knew their passion. He knew their, they had purpose. And he knew this existed on the inside of all of his daughters. He put it in there. He knew that if they could simply understand who they are, they would be, cre- they would be creative They would be dangerous, and there was power on the inside of him. So ladies, you are a daughter of God, and that means something. Your identity is that you are a daughter of God before you are anything else. It's God's desire for every woman, regardless of her age, regardless of the stage of her life, the season of her life, to live like the God-fearing praiseworthy woman of Proverbs 31.30. So how do we get there, ladies? How do we get there? Well, one, you have to know your title. You gotta know your title. A woman's value is not based upon her appearance or her personality. A woman's, the beauty of a woman is when she has surrendered her life to her heavenly father and knows his love. That's what makes women so beautiful. Listen to the title, God gives you, listen ladies, listen to the title that God gives you in the scriptures, 2 Corinthians 6, 18. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Romans 8 says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God, daughters and sons of God. You received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children, daughters and sons. And now we call him Abba Father. Or some people, some, some would say, it mean, it's like saying, like Daddy God. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. We are daughters and sons of God. Matthew 9, 22. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. This is, this is Jesus speaking to the woman with the issue of blood. She had an issue of bleeding for 12 years, and according to Levitical law, the, her bleeding caused her to be considered ceremonially unclean. So she couldn't be touched. She couldn't share 
uh, a room with people. She, her, her husband wouldn't touch her. Her husband wouldn't, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be with her because of this issue. For 12 years, she went on this way. And uh, you know the story. She made her way through the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment, and Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, daughter. He called her not by her name, not by her issue, not by her past. He called her by her identity. Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And ladies, many of you are here today, maybe heavy-hearted, maybe heavy-burdened. Maybe you were reminded of maybe some mistakes that you've made. And maybe on this Mother's Day, maybe on this Mother's Day, you live with regrets. Regrets of maybe your relationship with your mother or grandmother. Or maybe with regrets of just uh, mistakes you made when, when you were a mother. But the voice of God today is saying to you, daughter, be encouraged. Your true identity is still that you are a daughter of God. And so you may, you likely ladies have many titles, whether it's wife, mom, mommy, grandma, Gigi, Gmo, sister, aunt, teacher. Maybe your title is single mom, widowed, remarried, never married, divorced, twice divorced, twice married, whatever the title may be. But let's make all of these titles that we have, all of the titles, subtitles. Whatever your title, maybe you're, maybe businesswoman, mother, friend, daughter. These are all subtitles. And be reminded today of your first title, which is, I am a daughter of God. Ladies, I think you want to help me preach this today. I think you do. I can see it on your eyes. I want, I want to hear you proclaim it out loud today. I am a daughter of God. Now, if I ask the men to do this, I don't know. Maybe they would be louder. Well, let's, ladies, let's show the men today who you are. I am what? I am a daughter of God. And listen, when you, when you can grasp that is your title and everything else is your subtitle, you're dangerous. Because now all of your subtitles are subordinate to your dangerous title. And now you pray like a daughter of God. You work like a daughter of God. You're a friend like a daughter of God. You worship like a daughter of God. You work like a daughter of God. You serve like a daughter of God. You sacrifice like a daughter of God because you are a powerful, purpose-filled, God-fearing, praiseworthy daughter of God. I am a daughter of God. Number two, know your purpose. <coughs> God created you in his image on purpose and for a purpose. Come on, men, aren't you glad to have ladies in your life that have purpose? I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, that my life has been able to, to become one with, with Jenny all those years ago. And, and we've now 15, more than 15 years of marriage and and the purpose that God has in her life, and, and, and now together, and the family that God's given us, it's just, 
It's just awesome. And seeing God's specific purpose, individual purpose in her, and how it, it just complements our family, it's just awesome. You're created for a purpose and for a purpose. And the character traits and values of Proverbs 31, it's, it's a poem. It's not always a checklist that you have to fulfill to be accepted. Fulfilling every trait listed doesn't make you a uh, doesn't make a woman God-fearing or praiseworthy, but from identity of being a daughter of God, then you live the traits and values that now fit your age, now fit her stage and her season of life. And so, some of these values and traits that we see in the Scripture are things like being faith-filled, being a, a, a wife, being a mother, being healthy, being servant-hearted, a wise steward, industrious, having inner beauty. Now, there's no perfection in any of these areas, just progress as we live in our identities. And as a daughter of God, live out your purpose everywhere. As a daughter of God, all, all the subtitles that you carry Live out your purpose as a daughter of God in every single one of those areas. Live out your purpose at home, at work, in the church, in your community. And I'm so blessed to, to not just have a good mother in my life, but having Jenny as my wife and watching her as the mother she is to our kids. But beyond that, because Last, um, as a good example, yesterday we had, how many kids were at our house yesterday? <coughs> Five, six kids. We have three of our own. We had six, we had seven boys at our house yesterday. And uh, you see, a daughter of God lives out her purpose everywhere. So when these seven teenage young men are, my pantry and my refrigerator. <laughs> um, Jenny lives out her purpose as, as a mother and a, and a wife in those moments. Her favorite thing is like bacon cookies when she knows friends are coming over. And, and she loves serving. And she, she's such a great example to me of living out her purpose everywhere she goes. And, and uh, maybe if you've... Uh, Maybe some of you in this church have, have had, maybe, uh, maybe you've had a baby or, or maybe you've just had a crisis in your life and, and my wife has offered to uh, make you a meal. And uh, she did this recently, just this week, she made a family a meal and took it to their house. And, and I watch her as she does that and she's, she does it not out of duty, she does it like out of, out of calling, out of great purpose. And, and she even talks about, I love doing this for other people. She understands she's a daughter of God, and she lives that purpose out in everything. And so if my wife ever asks you, can I make you a meal, you say yes. Because it means two things. One, it means you get a good meal. And two, it means I get a good meal. <laughs> All right? So please say yes. Please, I get a great meal. She makes a big old batch of whatever it is. And, uh, but today, 
uh, all the cooking's my duty, babe. I got it. I'm going to do all the cooking today. I'm going to take care of you. And uh, so uh, as a daughter of God, live out your purpose everywhere. This is what it means. That job you're not looking forward to going back to tomorrow, just remind yourself, I'm going as a daughter of God. That child tonight that needs to go to bed at a certain time and doesn't want to, just remember, you are dangerous to the enemy. <laughs> when they got to get a bath, you say, I'm a daughter of God, and I am dangerous to this toddler right now. You are a dangerous daughter of God. And when your kids come to you hurting and broken and in need, and your heart's full of sorrow on their behalf, you remember, I'm a dangerous daughter of God. And you can pray like a dangerous daughter of God over your children. You can pray like a mom or a grandma that is dangerous, and the enemy says, we better back off her kids. We better back off her family. We better back off her home. We better back off her husband because that is one dangerous daughter. She's not praying as a wife. She's praying as a daughter of God. She's not praying as a mom or as, as a career woman. She's praying as a daughter of God. God needs some dangerous daughters to rise up and fight back against the enemy. Fight back against the enemy in your home and in your marriage and in your workplace for your kids, for your community, for your church. We need dangerous daughters to make the devil a little nervous simply because you got up and got ready this morning. I, I think that there are some dangerous daughters at New Life that will make the enemy say, oh my, Mary just got up. Don't mess with her. I tried to mess with her marriage last week. She prayed and fought it. And it's better this week that, that I just better get lost. Oh man, Tara's up. I messed with her finances last week, but she talked it over with her heavenly father and refused to let me steal her blessing. I better back off. Oh my goodness, Maria's, Maria's up. Boy, I tried to mess with her kids last week. She beat my butt. She, she prayed and she asked God the Father for power and protection over her child and she blew us up. Dangerous daughters of God. Don't mess with dangerous daughters of God. Make the enemy nervous. He wants you to think that you're just a mom, you're just this, you're just a, a working woman, you're just a single woman, that you're just a widow, you're just a divorcee. No, no. What's your main title? You are a daughter of God. Everything else is a subtitle. You don't have to be a mom to become a dangerous daughter. Just claim your identity as God's daughter and you become dangerous to the enemy. There's some dangerous daughters here today. And if anything, you need this reminder that this week, you're gonna, you're gonna walk into your Monday a little different. You're not gonna walk into this Monday saying, I'm overlooked. No, you're gonna walk into saying, I'm a daughter of God, and that makes me dangerous to the enemy. Men, if you have a, a lady in your life, maybe it's your mother, maybe it's your wife, listen, I want you to help support them. I want you to help, help them see and recognize the purposes that they have in their life. I want you to live 
thankful that God has brought them into your life because I know just how lost I would be if it wasn't for God bringing such an amazing, powerful daughter of God into my life. And man, our role, like, like if you have a daughter, that you understand what, what it is to watch over and protect her. If God has brought a special lady into your life, maybe it's your mother, your grandmother, your wife, or maybe you have a daughter, your job and your role is to, is to help protect them, watch over them, support God's purpose in their life, and lead your house, men. Lead your house as a son of God, as a man of God. Because if you lead, your family will win. If you lead, your wife will be empowered to be who God's called her to be. So on this Mother's Day, men, for us, like, oh man, I came to church on Mother's Day, I guess I'll come back next week, it might be for me. No, listen, this is for you, this is for all of us. To understand who we are, our identity and our purpose. Empower that woman, support her. She's a daughter of God and he's placed her in your care. If it's your spouse, your daughter, whoever it is, God has placed my wife in my care. And she's just not someone that is just a servant to me. That's a daughter of God in my house. And I honor that, I support that, and she has purpose in her life. So husbands, we can do that, can't we? We can, we can help support and help our, our wives recognize God's purpose in their life. And not just as a wife. No, no, no. That's a daughter of God entrusted to my care. That's a big deal. And how privileged I am that God chose me to be wed to, for life, such an amazing daughter. He gave me a really good daughter of his. I couldn't be more thankful. And so that's for us men today. But let's all stand together. And in a moment, we're going to pray and we're going to sing one last song together. And, and ladies, when you came in, I hope that when you came in this morning that in the lobby that you, uh, you put your name in for a drawing. There are, uh, my wife chose two very beautiful, uh, what do you call those things? Planters of flowers in the lobby. And uh, it, so at the end here, we're going to draw two names uh, for two ladies to go and, and receive one of those. And, uh, but just right now, I just want to prepare to sing one last song together in worship. And as we do, that the Holy Spirit would just do a work in us. Ladies, that, the, that God would just continue just, to just speak over you. That you are his daughter. You are a dangerous daughter of God. Because you're dangerous to the enemy. So let's worship together one last time. If you're standing there today with a special lady in your life, would you just maybe put your arm around them or take them by the hand, husbands and wives, hand in hand today. And, and uh, if, if maybe they're not here, they're absent, or, or they're no longer with us, would you just with them in, in mind today, let's just bow our heads and pray. God, <clears throat> we pray for the ladies in our lives that have made a difference, the ladies in our lives that maybe helped raise us, the ladies in our lives that have helped support us. Lord, we're just so grateful for the, for the daughters that you have placed in our lives, your daughters. Maybe their daughters you've entrusted to our care as parents and daughters you've entrusted in our care as husbands to, to our wives. We're just so grateful, Lord, for the incredible, many, powerful, praiseworthy women of God of our church. And God, may they continue to walk in their purpose 
continue to be dangerous to the enemy. We need their prayers. We need their giftings. Lord, we, we need their words of wisdom. Lord, we need it because they are part of your plan. We're so grateful for mothers. We're so grateful for the ladies of our church, the ladies in our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen.